you're about to listen in on is a recording uh, for uh, my church in Praying Through Philippians, and I've been working through this series uh, with my lead pastor, Richard. Uh, we've been preaching through the book of Philippians, and we're going to go uh, really just uh, chapter by chapter uh, through this book over the next several weeks, and to uh, really supplement that, I wanted to give a model and demonstration to uh, you on what this looks like to pray through different parts of Scripture. Uh, I've done uh, examples of praying through Psalms before, but want to give an example of what it looks like to have a letter from Paul prompt our prayer uh, and to give us instruction on how we ought to pray, what ought to be the priority of our prayers. And so uh, as you tune in, I want to invite you to uh, subscribe to MatthewCBryant.com. Go to check out my blog and get other information and helpful resources. Also want to draw your attention to the book I've recently finished, How to Pray, uh, 15 Days to a More Biblical, Joyful, and Consistent Prayer Life. If you're looking for a way to grow in your prayer life, I uh, just challenge you to check out this book. It would be so helpful for you. Um, I believe it, it'll help you not only give you uh, insight into some strong truths that we root our prayer life around on who God is and what He's done for us, but also give some practical helps and tips on how to uh, uh, plan out your week to be consistent and also to increase in joy in this uh, wonderful privilege we have to pray. So... Thanks for listening in. Here we are with Philippians 1, 1 through 11. All right. Hey, thanks for joining me on Praying Through Philippians. This is uh, looking at Philippians 1, 1 through 11. This is what we at Village Baptist Church have been uh, uh, started this, this new series. The new series is called No Matter What. Uh, we preached through this text last week. Uh, me on Thursday night, Matthew Bryant at the Riley Road campus on Thursday nights, and then also Pastor Richard preached through this on Sunday morning, uh, meet at the McPherson campus at 9.30 and 11, and I'd uh, love for you to join us through this series, but sort of as a supplement, what I want to do is is demonstrate and give a model for what it looks like to pray through Scripture. I'll often tell people one of the best things you can do to... Um, really help your prayer life is to pray with an open Bible. So right now I have my Bible open to Philippians chapter 1. Hope you open up your Bible with me, uh, whether you're joining and watching on the video or uh, whether you're listening to the podcast. And uh, you can walk through this text here with me. What we're going to do is I'm going to read through it, uh, make some notes along some key parts, of parts that will maybe prompt our prayer. Uh, and then kind of summarize that at the end. And so at the end, we'll just kind of have a moment of prayer demonstrating how is it that uh, Philippians 1 through 11 prompts and instructs our hearts uh, towards prayer and the way that Paul really can uh, shape some of our prayer life here. So uh, let's uh, walk through this text together. It says here, uh, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. You know, maybe that's just something to prompt your prayer, even and just saying, God, help me to see myself primarily as a servant of Christ Jesus. Uh, Above all things, God, I am a servant of Christ. So Paul could have said as an apostle, and he introduces himself in other letters as an apostle, but but this right here is one of his favorite ways to introduce himself as a servant of Christ, and that ought to be our identity. And he writes to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi. So that's the purpose of his letter, He's or the audience rather that he's writing to is the church in Philippi. He's also writing specifically not just to the church, but to the overseers and the deacons, the leadership of the church. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he says, uh, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
says, I thank my God. So uh, this is something key as far as thankfulness being part of our prayer. He says, I thank my God. So he's, he's coming before the Lord in gratitude in all my remembrance of you. So he's so thankful for this church. That's something that, uh, you know, we can say obviously marks this uniqueness of uh, Philippians. He's writing out of gratitude. Uh, to them, and you'll learn later in the book that it's out of response to a, a gift that they've given in support of him, and they continue to support him actually through prayer. And so he does the same for them. He says, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayers with joy. So he's praying for them because of your partnership in the gospel. And so prayer is a big part of what it means to partner in the gospel together. So you may not be living in a particular country, uh, but it doesn't mean you can't Pray for people uh, in all around the globe uh, who are in need of the gospel and for workers that are going out and sharing the gospel in different places. Uh, and then particularly start thinking about people in your city as well. And so uh, Wednesdays for me are a day when I pray through uh, local and missionaries that are uh, local missionaries and also uh, uh, abroad missionaries. Uh, so in that I pray specifically for a people group in Morocco. And uh, so I invite you to just kind of come up with things that are prayer focuses for you, and that's part of a systematic way that I approach prayer, having specific focuses each day, but uh, that's one of the ways I'm able to partner in the gospel with people, uh, like friends of mine that are in Pennsylvania doing campus ministry with uh, disciple makers in Shippensburg University, uh, so Andy Simbala and uh, his wife Melissa, they're there serving the Lord, and we can partner in the gospel through prayer. Uh, many navigators, uh, missionaries here in Fayetteville, Fort Bragg, that I pray for, we can partner in the gospel uh, through lifting each other in prayer. Verse 6, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. He's encouraging them because he's also about to die. He wants to remind them that he who began a good work will bring it through to completion isn't Paul, even though Paul was the one of the primary uh, reasons. You can read Acts chapter 16 to get the context of the church in Philippi. So Paul and Silas are uh, two brothers that that are bring really uh, the gospel to Philippi, and they uh, uh, see the church planted and started out of their missionary work there. And you can read all about that in Acts chapter 16. Wonderful context there uh, for this letter and understanding the foundation of the church. But he, you know, even though Paul was one of these foundational uh, members that, that that kind of bring about the starting of this church. Uh, in Philippi, he says that he here began a good work, and you will see it through to completion. It isn't Paul? It's God. God is sovereign in salvation. God brought Paul to Philippi to bring the gospel there, and so God will bring them through to completion. God is totally and utterly sovereign in salvation, and uh, he will bring them through to completion in the day of Christ. Verse 7, it is right for me to feel this way, right for Paul to feel this way about you, because I hold you in my heart, for you're all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment, so they've been supporting him through his imprisonment, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Something about the way they're living, something about their generosity and giving to him and supporting him not only helps him defend, right? It gives him steel in his soul to defend the gospel, but it helps confirm the gospel that uh, Christ is the ultimate treasure for those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Uh, and so they show the overwhelming treasure of Christ in their life by being willing to give of their material selves uh, money in support of Paul and his missionary work, whether he's out and free or whether he's in prison. And for God is my witness, verse 8, uh, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. So he yearns, he, he strives on their behalf. 
uh, uh, with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and with all discernment. Knowledge and discernment so that you may approve. So why does he pray for that? He prays that, that for this, verse 9, so that they may approve what is excellent and to be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So salvation is totally and utterly of God, and yet that doesn't hinder Paul's prayer for them to persevere to the day of Christ, right? So he will bring it through to completion at the day of Christ, but Paul's still going to pray. So prayer is not contrary to his belief in the total and utter sovereignty of God in all things. Uh, Prayer actually fits nicely within his belief in that, and that prompts his prayer to pray for them to persevere, right? Because Paul's not going to bring about perseverance, but God can birth that um, uh, blood-bought, spirit-empowered effort to see believers persevere and be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. And to be what? Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus. Righteousness, the fruit of righteousness, comes through Christ Jesus. Salvation comes through Christ Jesus. The fruit of righteousness comes through Christ Jesus. And what is this to? To the glory and praise not of man, but of God. And so the glory and praise of God should mark our prayers like it marks Paul's. Let's summarize this real quick. In summary, we see that our prayers should be marked with thankfulness and gratitude, uh, joy in Christ. Joy was in, in, they were in his heart with joy and in his prayers with joy um, because of what? Joy of partnership in the gospel as well and the, 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 uh, the bond of Christ that they shared. Also a desire that he had. Our prayer should be marked by a desire to grow and a desire to see others grow in knowledge and discernment and love for God and a desire to produce and see others produce the fruit of righteousness through Christ. And ultimately our prayer should be marked with this emphasis on the glory and praise of God. And so let's take a minute and just kind of pray back through this text, allowing it to prompt our hearts in this way. So God, I want to bring thanks and gratitude before you. Lord, thank you for, Lord, everything in my life that is good is it's because of you. And the greatest thing, Lord, that I have is a relationship with you through Jesus Christ. So Lord, you've given me so much joy and calm assurance, even though Uh, God, things in my life and circumstances change every day. I can have certain and confident joy in Christ. And so thank you, God. Thank you for believers to encourage me on those moments when I'm down and take my gaze off of the glory of heaven. They remind me to look to you. So thank you for partners in the gospel here in Fayetteville, Fort Bragg, where I live now. Thank you for partners in the gospel, Lord, around the globe. Um, God, would you grow in these partners for the gospel a desire to know you more and to have more discernment through the knowledge of you, Lord, and ultimately to have more love, Lord, that our love would abound more and more because of our knowledge of you. And Lord, I desire and yearn, Lord, for in my own life and ask that that we would see it in, Lord, other partners in the gospel, Lord, that they would produce the fruit of righteousness through Christ and that that, that would further bring about a, a stronger defense and confirmation of the gospel, Lord, where we live. And that ultimately, God, this would all be to your glory and praise. Yes, it's in the name of Christ. Amen. Hey. 
hey, thanks so much for joining me today on Prayer in the Word. Be sure to come back and join us as uh, the next episode will be finishing up chapter 1 of Philippians, working on verses 12 through 30 as we pray through Philippians together. Hope it's helpful for you as a model and gives you further ways to grow and deepen your walk with God through prayer as we learn how to pray and seek God's face, and as we open up God's Word, hear from Him, and uh, be able to respond to His Word in prayer. So uh, if I can be of service to you, come on over to MatthewCBryant.com, and you can reach out to me that way. Love to hear from you, MatthewCBryant.com. Also, be sure to check out my book, How to Pray, 15 Days to a More Biblical, Joyful, and Consistent Prayer Life. You can get that as an ebook or in print on Amazon.com. Just search How to Pray, Matthew C. Bryant, and it'll come up there. We'd uh, love to be able to help help you in that with that resource and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast here if you found it to be helpful take a minute also and share it with someone else uh, would greatly appreciate it as you help get the word out and as we help to grow in our walk with christ through prayer and the word 